Hello, my beautiful humans! Sorry, that might have been a lot to start off with. Actually, no, screw that. I'm not sorry. I am done being sorry for being exactly who I am and for sharing my energy with this world, and you should be too. Anyways, welcome back to another episode of Healing, Growing, Evolving, the podcast. If you are new here and if this is your first time tuning in and you have no idea who I am, my name is Carson and I am so, so, so happy to be here with all of you today. I hope that everyone has been doing amazing since the last time we chatted and I don't know about you, but I have been feeling good and the energy and the air has been feeling good and by the time that this is posted, we will have gone through a few energetic shifts that are honestly really, really supportive of our goals, of our dreams, of our manifestations, of going after what we want. So let's talk about that for a second. First and foremost, on Monday, March 20th of this week, we had the spring equinox, so the start of spring. And this is a time for welcoming and balance, right? It represents this balance of light and dark, day and night. We have equal parts daytime and nighttime. This is also a time for fertility and rebirth and growth and for all those seeds that we have been planting to start to bloom. And my brain heavily works in analogies and comparisons. And one of the things that really resonates with me is comparing human life, the human experience, our journeys with that of nature to the embodiment of the seasons, of the cycles that we go through in our lives and our journeys. And in the past few months, we've been in winter. And if you look at nature, nature would tell us that winter is a time for recharging, for rest, for preparation, not a whole lot of action going on in nature in the winter. But spring, spring welcomes in that rebirth, right? Everything is starting to bloom. The flowers are blooming. The grass is getting greener. The sun is shining for longer and everything is starting to flourish. It is starting to grow. So in my opinion, this is the time of year to really embody that energy, to start to watch ourselves grow and flourish and bloom and to water those seeds that we have been planting and to let those seeds be born into something beautiful. So over the past few months, if you have been feeling that stagnant energy of winter, that is okay. Do not be hard on yourself because now, now is the time that we are really entering that new season of life. And on top of our spring equinox on March 20th, we also have the start of Aries season, which is the start of the astrological new year. And I will be honest, I am no astrology genius or expert, but what I do know about Aries is that it is a fire sign. So it is all about that fiery energy, all about the action. It is about taking charge, doing the damn thing, and not asking for permission while doing so. It is all about taking initiative and just fully wholeheartedly going after what you want. And on top of all of that, on Tuesday, March 21st, we also had a new moon in Aries. Again, no expert in all of this stuff, but what I can tell you is that new moons 
represent new beginnings. New moons are also very supportive of manifesting our dreams, our desires, our goals. So as you can see, we just have all of this beautiful energy in the air that is representing renewal and fresh starts and rebirth and new beginnings and really just taking charge and taking action in our lives. So the moral of the story is that now is an amazing time to get clear on what it is that you want out of life. Get clear on your goals, on your intentions, and start taking action towards those goals and intentions. Start creating those plans of those actionable steps that are going to help align you with what you want out of life and just go for it. Just do the damn thing and stop apologizing for going after what you want out of life. And I highly suggest that you take some time and you just sit and you visualize these desires, these dreams, these goals, and you embody what it would feel like to already have these desires and dreams and really, really sit and just feel that feeling because ultimately that is how we get what we want out of life. When we align our vibration with that of what we want, that is how it starts coming in. You've got a lot of supportive energy on your side right now, and in my opinion, you'd be a little foolish not to use it. And especially if you are someone who maybe set a bunch of New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, and you've been struggling to take those steps towards those goals, now is your time. Now is when energy is on your side and when taking these steps, taking action is going to become so much easier. Anyways, all of that being said, we are going to switch gears and hop into today's episode topic, which is ritualizing your routines. Today, we will be talking all about how we can add more intention, more mindfulness, more fluidity into our day-to-day -day habits and structures that we have in place for ourselves. We are going to be going over the differences between routines and rituals. And when it comes to our self-care and the behaviors that we are engaging in to support our wellness, to fulfill us, to nourish us, why we should maybe move away from this more hustle culture mentality, this go, go, go mindset, this masculine energy approach, and move towards more presence and more intentionality behind our behaviors, behind our actions, and more towards this feminine energy approach. And I think it's crucial for me to emphasize right here that Masculine versus feminine energy has nothing to do with gender, right? So this masculine energy represents, it embodies more of a doing mentality. It is more about the analytical mind. It is more about being goal-oriented, being logical, being more controlling. Whereas feminine energy represents more of this state of being, a state of surrender. It represents more of that intuitive mind, that nurturing aspect, being receptive, being calm, right? And allowing and just receiving. And regardless of your gender, regardless of what you identify as, all of us have this masculine and feminine energy within us. And right, you might embody one more, one might resonate with you more. But again, it has nothing to do with these traditional 
gender roles, these gender structures that we have in place in society. And I want you to keep that in mind throughout this episode, especially if you are a man listening to this, if you are someone who identifies more masculine than feminine. When I'm talking about adding more feminine energy into our day-to-day habits and routines, that is something that you can still do, right? We are more so focusing on how we can go from this doing mentality to this being mentality, how we can move away from the hustle culture to embodying and being intentional with our actions. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what routines are and why they can potentially contribute to this hustle-like culture mentality that I keep talking about and how they can end up feeding into this societal pressure to constantly be doing, constantly be achieving and striving towards something and how they might end up leaving us feeling unfulfilled, unnourished. They can leave us feeling like that we didn't just engage in a bunch of habits that are supposed to make us feel good, are supposed to help with our wellness. And I think most of us know what a routine is, but when we look at the official definition, a routine is defined as a sequence of actions regularly followed or a fixed program. And when we think of routines in our day-to-day life, we might think of our morning routine, our night routine, maybe a skincare routine or an exercise routine, right? Those structures that we have set in place in our lives. And don't get me wrong, I am not trying to demonize routines or tell you that they are bad because by no means are they bad. Routines are essential for cultivating discipline in our lives and for staying on top of our habits. But when we go back to that definition of routine, right? A sequence of events that we do, Routines don't take a lot of conscious thought. Maybe in the beginning when we're implementing routines, they do. But as we go on, routines become very subconscious because it is things that we have just programmed ourselves to do, right? Going from one action to the next, right? And that switch from conscious action to subconscious action is kind of where this problem, I guess, arises when we start mindlessly going through our routines and we're not necessarily thinking about what it is that we are doing. We're just doing it for the sake of getting it done, for the sake of checking something off of a to-do list. And we might not be thinking a whole lot about what we're doing and being present while we're doing it. We are just focusing on that outcome of having it done. And I used to be a routine girl to my core, but I found that that ended up being exactly the case in my life that I was just mindlessly going through my habits, right? I used to have these very strict morning and night routines. And again, they very much so just became to-do lists and I was just doing the things on the list for the sake of them getting done. And I found that I would engage in these routines and I wasn't getting the result that I wanted out of them. For instance, in the morning, it is so crucial for me to use that time to get into my body, to ground myself, to be present and to beat my anxiety, to not let my thoughts take over. But When I was engaging in these routines, it's almost as if it was doing the opposite of that, right? Like I would just 
wake up and immediately look at the list that I had written for my morning routine and that anxiety started right away because my brain immediately jumped to, okay, I've got to do this and then this and then this. And it very much so started my day off in a stress response, right? In this state of doing. And the same goes for nighttime, right? Nighttime for me is a crucial time for me to release my anxiety, to let out all of the energy from the day, the emotions, the stress that I had collected and to unwind and ease my brain, ease my thoughts. But again, this concept of moving through my list kept me in a stress state. It kept me in a state of being. And by the time that it was ready for me to get in bed, I would get in bed and my brain would not be turned off. In fact, it would probably be turned on even more because I just got out of this period of doing, of doing, of going, of going. And it was if all of the things that I had just done, all of my habits that were supposed to be helping me weren't. They were not serving the purpose that I wanted them to serve. And it got to a point where this idea of needing a routine, this idea of needing to check off this perfectly sequenced order of events were not helping my wellness. The things that I were once doing, the habits that I were once engaging in to help nourish and fulfill my body, my mind, and my spirit, they were no longer doing that at all. And if in fact they were doing quite the opposite, they were keeping me in this stress response, they were keeping cortisol pumping through my body, when I was trying to do the opposite. And we already live in such a masculine energy-centered society, right? We rise with the sun. We set with the sun. We're on this 24-hour cycle. We go to work for eight hours a day, and there's always this constant pressure to do and to produce and to achieve and to accomplish and to have some sort of outcome, some sort of output. But when it comes to taking care of ourselves, nourishing ourselves, we do not need to keep ourselves under that pressure. We do not need to keep adding that pressure to produce some sort of outcome. Because let's be honest, we do not live in a society that encourages mindfulness and presence. We do not live in a society that is supportive of our well-being. So any chance that we have in our lives, we need to break down those structures for ourselves. We need to protect our own well-being. We need to reduce stress where we can. So how can we do that? How can we move away from this doing mentality and move towards this being mentality, this mindfulness, this presence when it comes to our self-care, our habits, our routines. And the key words here are intention, purpose, and mindfulness. So the main difference here between a routine and a ritual is the attitude and the intention behind the action that you are engaging in. And the purpose of rituals, right, is to add that extra layer of awareness, that extra layer of consciousness to create a more meaningful moment, to create a more meaningful, purposeful, driven outcome. And the truth is the habits that you engage in within your routines and within your rituals might 
be the exact same. The only difference here is adding in that layer of intentionality, adding in that layer of being mindful and being present in what you are doing. And when you hear the word ritual, you might associate it with something religious or spiritual, but that's not necessarily always true. We can ritualize almost any of our day-to-day activities. So the key here to move away from this doing mentality, these routine-like structures, and more towards this being mentality, these rituals, is to set a firm intention of how it is that you want these rituals to leave you feeling, how it is that you want your habits to leave you feeling. And when you're engaging in these habits and in these rituals, be present and slow down and be in the moment. Fully engage and immerse yourself in what you're doing. Pay attention to how you're experiencing the moment rather than waiting for the next moment and rushing to the next thing that you feel like you have to do. And to add an extra layer of fluidity to this idea of ritualizing our routines, allow yourself to tap into your intuition and let your inner guidance lead the way. Let your inner guidance tell you what it is that you need to engage in in order to fulfill your mind, your body, and your spirit. And take away that pressure that you place on yourself that makes you feel like you have to be doing all of this stuff and allow yourself to be embodied in the moment. And to show you what this looks like, I'm going to give you an example of how I ritualize my morning routines. So again, the key here is to set an intention. And like I said earlier, my intentions in the morning, in my morning rituals, are to fully get in my body, to immerse myself in all of my senses, to beat my anxiety before it even happens, and beat my thoughts from taking over before the day starts. So the first thing that I do every morning when I wake up is I sit up and I stay seated in my bed and I just take a few moments to take a few deep breaths and really tap into my body. So I do a little bit of a body scan meditation and I just tune in to my body, see if there's any areas that might need some extra attention throughout the day. And while I'm doing this, I really tap into my intuition. I tap into that inner guidance and let it lead the way for my morning. Let it tell me what it is that I need to do. So for instance, some mornings I might be feeling extra sleepy and I might need to do some activities that are going to help wake me up, help boost my energy. Some mornings I might be feeling extra anxious and I might be need to do things that are going to calm me down, that are going to reduce that stress response that I'm in. And once I'm up and out of my bed, again, there's still kind of that routine aspect to some of what I do in the morning, right? I make my bed, I go do my oral hygiene, I tongue scrape, I brush my teeth, I walk downstairs and I take my supplements. But again, while I'm doing these behaviors, 
I am fully immersing myself in what I am doing. I am fully allowing myself to stay present without having to think about what is coming next. And then depending on what my intuition, what my inner guidance told me at the start of the morning, that kind of guides what I do next. Some mornings I'll do some cold water therapy. I'll stick my face in a bowl of ice cold water. Most mornings include some aspect of gratitude and journaling, right? Some mornings I'll stretch, but again, I let my intuition tell me how it is that I need to stretch. Do I need to do a nice gentle flow? Do I need to do a deep stretch? But again, I'm going to drill this in your head. The whole entire time, I am staying present. I am staying fully immersed in the experience, and I am remembering that intention that I set when I first woke up. And this idea of mindfulness, of presence throughout a whole morning routine might seem intimidating to you, and that's okay. Start off with something smaller. Start off with ritualizing your skincare routine or your shower. So before you start your skincare routine, right, set the intention that you are going to be fully immersed in the experience and that your skincare routine is going to leave you feeling clean and glowing and radiant. And then when you start washing your face, Pay attention to how the water feels on your face. Pay attention to how all your different products feel differently on your skin. Maybe even take the time to slow down and take a few deep breaths between every step of your skincare routine. And don't overcomplicate it. The whole concept of ritualizing our routines is all about adding that layer of conscious awareness, adding that layer of purpose, of presence. It's about breaking down that need, that pressure to constantly be doing and to allow our habits, to allow the things that we are engaging in actually serve an intention, actually fulfill and nourish us and to not keep us in this constant state of stress. So I challenge you, after listening to this episode, I challenge you to pick an activity that you already are engaging in in your day-to-day life. Again, whether that be a full morning or night routine or something as simple as a shower or even eating a meal, we can ritualize eating meals. I challenge you to add that extra layer of intentionality behind your actions. I challenge you to allow yourself to get into the mode of receiving the benefits, the nourishment of your self-care. And in such a fast-paced, masculine-driven society, I challenge you to grant yourself the permission to slow down and to fully immerse yourself in your experiences. Because again, in a society, in a culture that does not support our well-being, any chance that we get, we need to take that initiative to protect our well-being, to reduce the stress that we go under, and to increase that presence and mindfulness. Before I say my goodbyes, I'm going to do some shameless self-promo, which is also going to benefit you. I am a holistic wellness coach, and I do offer coaching services. The past few months, I have not been accepting new clients. However, I am now. I'm opening up my services to new clients. I'm also rolling out some new services, so keep your eye out for that. But specifically right now, I'm accepting clients for consultations. So these consultations are 
75 minutes devoted to you, to your wellness, to your healing, to your growth, to your evolution. And in this 75 minutes, we'll just sit down and chat and we'll kind of evaluate where you currently are at with your physical, mental, spiritual, emotional well-being And you get to decide what optimal wellness, optimal happiness, optimal peace looks like to you. And we will create a roadmap to get you there. We will create a blueprint that is going to help you feel confident as you walk through your journey of healing, growing, and evolving. Now, I'm not there to do the work for you, but I am there for guidance, for support, for resources. You are in the driver's seat of your journey, and I am in the passenger seat, but together, we will co-create this roadmap, this blueprint to help you get to a point where you are feeling your healthiest, your most aligned, your most empowered, your most at peace, right? Your most well version of yourself. So if any part of this episode resonated with you, if you are ready to optimize on that fiery Aries energy and just unapologetically go after what you want, or you are ready to embody that energy of spring, embody that state of flourishing, of blooming, or maybe you are ready to add more intentionality, more mindfulness, more purposeful driven habits and actions in your life. I am offering you all, my loyal podcast listeners, 25% off of the consultation. So you can use code POD25, P-O-D-25, And the way that you find these consultations, you just go to the link in either my Instagram or TikTok bio. So my handle is at Carson Kelber, just my name. Click on the consultation. You get to pick your date for when you want to have this 75-minute chat and just enter the code and you'll get 25% off. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you took at least one thing out of it that you can implement into your life. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me, for listening to me talk your ear off. And I love you all so, so very much. And I hope that you optimize on this energy, you optimize on this spring, this blooming, and you go after what you want. And don't apologize for it because this life is yours and you get to decide what you want to make out of it. No one else, just you. I love you and I am looking forward to talking to you in the next episode.